I'm Emma Rice, and you're listening to the Sorta Stupid Sports Podcast. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Our special guest. Everything <laughs> out before it. Find and the one after. section where there's no sound. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Thanks. Uh, All right. Special so, guests. We're just full of special guests on this yeah. podcast. Let's start out with uh, the one, I guess, football game that happened this past week. One, the Pro two. Bowl. There were two. Senior Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I oh. mean, how uh, how did the Senior Bowl go? You know? Um, it went. Check. Hold on. No one's looking it up. Because no one paid attention to the Senior Bowl. I wonder why. I only noticed when... Um, do they televise it? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I, I only really Talk noticed when Terry McLaurin got a like 40-yard pass on a flea flicker. Because apparently they didn't care either and were running flea flickers. But yeah, no, that it happened. People stood out. Might have uh, got some draft capital there. But yeah, that's the other game that happened. It was probably more important... I was saying, at least scouts and yeah, yeah. So they at probably, least in the senior bowl you want to look good because yeah. your career might ride on it. They and probably actually tried in that yeah, game. Yeah, making the All Star game, you already know you're one of the best in the league, so who cares? Yeah, you have nothing left to prove unless you're Juju and you hurt yourself. <laughs> he's he's fine now, <laughs> allegedly. What was the injury? I don't know. I thought it was like a leg injury or something, and he walked Poor off. Kid. Hey, just like Antonio Brown in the Bengals game. <laughs> So, uh, the uh, Pro Bowl, the AFC, um, they came, they saw, they conquered 26-7 to against the hmm. NFC. Who was the coach? Was it Andy Reid? No, it was, or the, the AFC. The AFC? I don't know. Um, but the, uh, the NFC side was the good old Jason Garrett. Who is apparently Ooh, yeah. still is a coach. He's the Marvin Lewis how of you, the NFC, boys and how girls. Do they, how do they choose coaches? That's another good question. Because, I mean, when John Gruden is one of the coaches, you know you, oh, you know you made a mistake somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. By signing in for 10 years, $100 million. That is a good, good question. Is it, is it a fan vote like the players? I don't, I don't know. know. No way. I don't. No way. <laughs> I mean, I would have fan voted. Vote. I would have fan voted sure John Gruden just because. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Why not? I'm not even sure the Cowboys would want a fan vote for Jason Garrett on the NFC. But listen, these the, the game. Like I watched, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. It's part Wasn't of the it best. Sunday night? No, it was at three o'clock on Sunday. Oh well. Yeah, that yeah, was we also were, weird. We were still busy. Um, Noah and I were busy with things, and I couldn't uh, watch the game. But I watched highlights, and they did not look like they were trying. No. But it was no fun to see Mike Evans and other Honestly, wide receivers. Pretty sure there was a play defense. when like three, there was like fumbled the ball three times. Oh yeah. I have I have a suggestion. Suggest a way. We get rid of the Pro Bowl as we know it and make it a seven-on-seven flag football. I'd enjoy that. They would be able to try harder because there's no fear of getting hurt, like, unless you cramp up or something. Oh, that's Vontaze Perfect in there somehow. Yeah, he (laughs) starts playing dirty. I mean, but, like, and you're not going to have linemen. But, like, what happens to those linemen who get elected to the Pro Bowl? I still think that there should be an honor, like... You were honored on being like the all pro team, basically, like something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's what all people really care about is like they get that on their plaque. Right. When you get into the Hall of Fame, it was like he had this many Pro Bowls and this many rings and this many accolades. Like, that's all you really need. Once you get that like vote that you made it, it's like, oh, well, making my Hall of Fame case, that's all I really need right yeah. now. And, and honestly, I don't know, but I would guess if you ask the linemen, hey, do you really want to play this game? They'd probably be like, no. No, no I don't. Because, so, I mean, even even if they're not taking it seriously, it's very easy to get it's injured a on game a... still. Yeah, on yeah. A, especially on the line. Yeah. Like, if someone runs up behind you and runs into you because they're not paying attention and not caring, roll up on your ankle... But if you're just you're playing some, some backyard, seven-on-seven seven flag. Good old time. I mean, it'd be fun, yeah. yeah. And then keep dodgeball. Now, dodgeball's the, fun. I think the skills competition is fun to watch. I watched like, it. Yeah, those are really really entertaining because yeah. it's just them you know, having fun. It was, super, it was super fun watching but Adam Thielen and Von Miller do the, the, the passing competition. Von Miller was terrible. Von like Miller points. looked so bad. Yeah. Thielen, it's a good though. thing he's a linebacker. Thielen not 10 points. It wasn't bad. Did, did Thielen play quarterback in high school or something? Uh, he threw a pass in the um, game and well, had it picked off. interception. So... He, that was off his back foot. I think he was rolling left, and he turned around real fast and just flung it up. Didn't he go to like Minnesota, Minnesota State College or something? Probably. I think he, he was undrafted, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, um, turned out to be an all pro. I love how when you look at the uh, results of the game on Google, though, it says like it shows it like a season. Like AFC finishes the season one and zero. 
NFC is 0 and 1. Like, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, they, cool. they don't even care. They to have like standings. Oh my. Just like in the Super Bowl, right? Huh. Uh, this is a foreshadowing. <laughs> this, is, this is kind of fun. Uh, so they get paid to go to the Pro Bowl. Oh yeah! If you oh. if you win, if like, you you get a bonus. If you win, you get sixty seven thousand dollars. Really? That's not that much. I mean, they, yeah, I'm sure they don't bonus. care. But. If you lose, you get thirty four thousand. Oh yeah! Oh, who cares? Show up and phone it in for thirty four thousand. Super Bowl participants who were selected to receive uh, midpoint, they get fifty thousand five hundred for not playing. Tom Brady wow. probably has a lot of just. Not and then, playing. Super Bowl losing participants. Received fifty nine thousand. That doesn't make sense, but all hmm. right. Speaking of the game, uh, the rushing, yeah, there was a lot of running involved. Uh, the NFC had forty seven yards on nine carries, and there's fifty four yards on eighteen carries for the AFC. So you know, passing league, pretty much. I mean, Mahomes again, did his thing. I feel like running involves more physicality from yeah, the full team. Just, like you're just gonna chuck yeah. it up there and call it a day. Mahomes tried his no look pass to Juju and Juju, Juju dropped like, it because he's not used to having a girl. Right. Doesn't do that. No, do ben... not disrespect. I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but you don't have to take it so far. Yeah, we do. He doesn't throw no look passes while running. He just chucks up and hopes someone catches it. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> like Eli Manning. And there's no. <laughs> oh yeah, I, for... I guess we forgot to mention. If you don't hear Troy's voice in the background, that's because Troy's not here today. Okay. So we sick. can. Yeah, he's a little sick today, so, so get well soon, Troy. I think we Love should all give him and Eli's the best. Yeah. No. No, yeah, no, right. no, Eli's no. the GOAT. He'd have no. to be, like, in Shut the hospital. Up. He'd have to be in the hospital for me to admit that <laughs> Eli's, you know. But, yeah, so, we, can, we can make all the Eli slander we want. You can't stop Hey, <laughs> Troy, Eli's the worst. Well, okay. Not he has two rings. Let's not go that far. Let's go with uh, moving on, because that's basically the Pro Bowl yeah, right the Pro there. Bowl. Yeah, it happened. Um, um, well... I am watching oh. highlights while you guys are talking because that's how much I care about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> but I'm watching highlights of the senior game. And what's really funny about these to me is that, let's be honest, usually when you're a senior in like a good college program, it's because you weren't good enough to leave when you were a junior or a redshirt sophomore. I mean, fair. So it's like, honestly... From now on, I feel like I'm going to be watching these games because it's very entertaining. Who's the starting quarterbacks? Uh, dude from Duke. Uh, uh, Will Greer. Will Greer. Played for and one. And, uh, Dan- Daniel Jones, I believe. The yes. Something Jones. Yeah. And, I mean, there were others, obviously. But it's just really entertaining to see because some of these seniors are actually good and maybe they had injuries along the way. But it's like, I don't know, there are a few really good ones. Oh, there's the flea flicker. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. I feel like this is way more, it's the Pro Bowl of college, but way more entertaining because and it's, it means people, more. it's literally their last shot to make a statement as to why they should be drafted because they're seniors and they can't come back after this. Those uniforms look disgusting. Oh, they're gross. Like, I don't like brown and orange Well, it's, typically. It's black oh. and orange because oh, it's Reese's. And, it's the Reese's Senior Bowl. Well, yeah, that's uh, why I thought it was, it looked brown on your screen. It's blackish. I don't know, like but the yeah, Bengals no, pulled there was, it off. I don't, it, and I think the Browns pulled it off to an extent, but those don't look appetizing. Yeah, there was a. Uh, well, I mean, you don't eat the wrapper on a Reese's cup. That's fair. But there was there was a field goal on these highlights where it went wide right. Yeah, and but usually that guy probably lost his shot. College kickers, you know, they don't don't long field goals anyways. Well, or I mean, field goals in general, mostly. What about Aguayo? Roberto Aguero. Oh, okay. He's not even in the league anymore. <laughs> Roberto. So, uh, this week, there's a pretty pretty important game going on on oh, Sunday. Yeah. The, uh, the 53rd yeah. Super Bowl between the L.A. Rams and the New England Patriots, who are in there just about every year since every 2001. Year. So, <laughs> That's what it feels like, anyway, honestly. Yeah. So... Um, Madden had its own little projection, you know how they usually do before the games, and they had the Rams winning thirty to twenty-seven. And now Matt is going to talk about that whole. Yeah, this is as close as I get to the esports corner for a little bit, so I'm going <laughs> to savor it. Okay, so I said esports once. Yeah, there's esports. You count it down. Okay, so as you all know, Madden they they predict the Super Bowl every year, and actually back in 2015 was it when the Patriots beat the Seahawks? Was that the year? Uh, yes, fourteen. Yeah. They actually, Madden predicted the exact score and actually got some of these stats exactly perfect. Huh. So, they're pretty good at this. Uh, over the years, 
They are 10 out of 15, so they've gotten 10 right, 5 wrong. Hmm. In recent years, they've gone back and forth, like being correct, being incorrect, being incorrect, being incorrect. Now, the fun fact is, Madden has never been wrong twice in a row. Madden was wrong last year. So, odds are that when Madden says the Rams are going to win this year, they've never been wrong twice, and they're usually right. That's crazy. So the Rams might just win the Super Bowl over the Patriots. And actually, uh, fun fact concerning the Patriots losing, Madden did predict uh, a couple years ago that the Falcons would take an early lead, and then the... The the, uh, the the Patriots would come back in the last seconds of the game and actually win it. They actually called that. Isn't it they didn't true? call it going into overtime, but they did call like a final second touchdown to seal the game for the Patriots. And so. that was esports. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it true that like Nick Saban and Belichick haven't won on the same year or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they haven't won. Uh, but there was one year where neither of them, or one or two years where neither of them. Made it. So, Bill Belichick, pretty yes. good, pretty good coach. He's Nick right. Saban. Pretty good coach in college. Yeah. You know, won good some good championships. Good. They have not won a championship in the same year since 2003 when they were both with the Patriots. Oh. So if we want to talk about superstition, we got the Madden thing. We got the we got the Patriots Nick Saban thing. And we all know that Alabama got shellacked in the championship. Yes, that, that yeah. they did. And uh, so I don't I don't really see that happening to the Patriots, but I also didn't see Alabama getting destroyed like that. But there's another thing, but, you know, Patriots probably going to win because... Don't say it. Please don't say <laughs> it. Hey, I want the Patriots to win. Let's go back to I don't... Okay. In a perfect world, nobody wins. In a perfect world, it goes to, like, 17 overtimes, and Bill Belichick says, like, expletive this, expletive that, I'm taking my team out of here, <laughs> and they just walk off the field, and there is no winner for Super Bowl 53. So let me just... Zero to zero. Let me just go... <laughs> zero to zero. Let me just go year by year. There's here. not a single first down the whole game. 2007, Alabama wins the Independence Bowl. So no one cares. New England loses to the Giants Super Bowl. 2008, Alabama loses to Sugar Bowl and New England misses playoffs. 2009, Alabama wins, but the Patriots lose to the Ravens. 2010, Patriots lost in the divisional round. In 11, the Tide win. New England loses to the Giants again in the Super Bowl. <laughs> 2012, Alabama wins again. New England loses to the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. 2013, Alabama lost. New England lost in the championship game. 14, the Patriots won. But that's when Alabama lost to Ohio State. Eat. 15, the Tide won. But the Patriots lost in the AFC Championship game. 16, Patriots won. Alabama lost to Clemson. And then 17, Alabama wins. And then the Patriots lost to the Eagles. This yeah, year, Alabama lost. So, so wait, the statistic, though, is simply that they never win at the same time. It doesn't say anything about them both losing. Yeah, so they could true. still both. They, they, they both could, could still, yeah. They could lose. yeah. <clears throat> but, like, if Nick Saban would have already won, then, right. you know. Then like, it ah, was guaranteed that yeah. the Rams were winning the Super Bowl. I just, I just can't wait to see who the refs cheer for in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully yeah, they're not right. from L.A., like the uh, last one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's, let's set up the game. It's going to be at 6.30 on uh, CBS. It's going to be in Atlanta, like we said already. Um, <clears throat> Tony Romo is calling his first Super Bowl. I'm, I'm so excited. This. Probably with Jim Nance, I'd, I'd imagine. Have you, have you seen, right? I saw like a picture on Twitter where it's like he, Tony Romo's sitting up in the box and he's got like this deadpan stare. It's like when you realize that you should have used your Nostradamus powers while you were playing football. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of announcing, Troy... Speaking of Troy, sent me this one on Instagram a while back. Oh, During boy. the Pro Bowl, this is what Jason Witten said. Eric Ebron was Patrick Mahomes' guy all year. He was not. Oh! <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Witten! <laughs> Get him out of the What is wrong Did you see that he broke the Pro Bowl trophy? He tried to lift it up to hand it. He's never had a trophy before with the Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> no, he went to like so the Pro Bowl trophy had like the 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 topper on the pedestal, but he didn't realize that the topper and the pedestal were connected. So he tried to just lift it by the top, and the top came off of the bottom half and just. <laughs> and the guy he's handing it to just stares like, "Oh my gosh, you just broke the trophy!" And then Witten's just like, "Uh, yeah." So, uh, so, whoops. so, other words, Witten probably won't be. He's not yeah. getting. Listen, <laughs> listen. According to Witten, touchdowns matter, so you never Almost know. True. Let's talk about storylines in this game, and we'll let's look at uh, who do you think the X factors are going to be for the Patriots. Well, you know, you want to say Tom Brady, 
because of course Tom Brady is the you know the centerpiece of this team. But I, when I think of like an X factor, I think of a hidden weapon. So you can't say Tom Brady because you expect Tom Brady to be consistent year in year out, Super Bowl in, Super Bowl out. So like the question is, who do you really need to get going to keep your hopes alive to win this game? And it's probably the run game. It's got to be their any list of their running backs because they have several at this point. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be their run game if we're referring to their running backs because like people like James White and Rex Burkhead really don't run it, but they catch out of the backfield a lot. Uh, Rex true. Burkhead did have that game-winning touchdown run, though. Yeah, I true. think if you combine the run game of Sony Michelle then with the hybrid this style is, of the other guys, this is the first time in a while in a while that the Patriots have had a running back like a they true a running back. Yeah, that's that true. is scary. Like Sony Michelle, like from George, like when he was in Georgia, it was like this guy is special and he can be a game changer. And when he went to the Patriots, it was like you've got to be kidding me. Of all teams to finally get that running back piece that honestly they don't even really need to make it to the Super Bowl. No, you're right. And now they got him, and I think that makes this team incredibly dangerous on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, how long? How many games did the dude play? And he had 931 rushing yards this season. Yeah, he was injured for quite a bit. So I mean, this guy's pretty good. Uh, what about you, Darren? Who's an X factor for the Patriots? So <clears throat> I think it's James White. Now. Last year in the Super Bowl, James White had seven carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. But receiving-wise, he had two catches for 21 yards, and they lost. Okay, so then you go to the Falcons and Patriots game. We all know what he did. We all know. He had (laughs) just 14 catches for 110 yards and a touchdown, plus two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, he he was. So, you got to feed the guy the ball, because in the Super Bowl, he just... Scores touchdowns. That's what he does. He can eat. He can eat. And he, earlier he had, what, like 15 catches against the Chargers? Yeah, he had a good game. If you can't contain James White, then you're going to be in trouble. He's easily one of the best receiving backs in the league right now. He, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Because Julian Edelman's going to show up like he always does in the playoffs. Gronk, maybe, you know. Yeah. And then you got Sonny Michelle, who I think is going to have a great game. But James White, to me, is the X factor. Because Tom Brady's going to... He's been there several times. He knows what to do. So I think it's James White. I think I think you guys are underrating one guy. Go and for it. His name is Cordero Patterson. Okay. And I say this because he's a great in a return game. They use him. I don't know how much that. I think they use him a little bit in the passing game, but they use him a lot on these little end arounds because the dude's quick. He is. So I see the dude breaking off a big run in the game. You never know. I, I mean, I guess if you do have, like, if you have one <clears throat> unexpected kind of lucky play, that can just give you basically a free touchdown. It turns the tide a little bit. It gives you some padding to work with. So I think if you if you, if you you sneak him in there, it could, be a, it could be a game changer. And, I mean, throughout the playoffs, um, the Patriots have run the ball 83.3% of the time. So they're getting, in, they're getting pretty creative with what they're doing. So, moving on, who's the X factor for the Rams? So for the Rams, I mean, I think it's got to be. I think you have to stick with the run game there. I, I mean, honestly, they're they got a lot of good wide receivers. Cooks could absolutely go off against his former team, and like that would be that huge. would be a nice storyline. That would oh, be yeah. nice. That'd be you already eliminated the Saints. So, I mean, but I mean, but when you have Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson in the backfield, it's hard to like. Well, I guess that's a question. Is like, that. what is Todd Gurley going to do? Are they going to play him? Yeah, What's the yes. Here? They they came out and said that Todd Gurley is their game plan. Like, well, so CJ, I think is the backup, or are they running I mean, them tandem? They might split. They'll probably run them tandem, like they did in the game versus the what was it, the Cowboys? Yeah. Where they both yeah. went over a hundred. Yeah, but then the game after that, well, I guess well, the the championship game. What? Neither really neither of really. CJ had forty three yards, I believe. Like they didn't. The running game on either side didn't get right. much going on. I think Todd Gurley is the X factor, because like, so you ride him the whole season because he had like twenty one touchdowns yeah, this year or something, season. and then the last game I'm kind of like four carries, ten yards, one, and then he didn't even play the second half. You need Todd Gurley to ball out to win this Super Bowl. If oh, Todd yeah. Gurley gets rolling, I because that's, that's it. 
I'm not even talking about running. I mean, like running, but also he's a good receiving oh, back yeah. too. He's 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 one of those complete backs that you don't get much. He does everything. Yeah. So I think, um, and maybe this is a little bit out left field. Those are running backs, man. Oh yeah. RBU. They're beast. They really are. But I think Jared Goff is the X factor in this game, and I'll tell you why. Because especially down the stretch, except for the game against the Saints, he did not play well. No, that's true. And he had one heck of a game against the Saints. He did. He put the team this on his is back. True. And I think if Jared Goff takes the <clears throat> takes the reins and really like uh, establishes himself as the Rams quarterback, and he, I think he can drive this team. I think he is the X factor. If they don't play, if he doesn't play well, they don't win. I think yeah, I'm more comfortable in their trusting their run game than I am in their pass game. So you know, yeah, yeah I would I would say that. Jared Goff is the one that you would have to be worried about whether or not he shows up that game. Now, let me ask you this. If the Rams win, is it a start for a new dynasty for the Rams? No. no. You don't, don't think they're no. quite there yet. You don't think they're there yet? That's the big storyline. Like That's what I've been seeing that's, all over the place. That's what the Patriots did when they beat the Rams 2001. They beat the greatest show on turf. They did. I mean, and now you're just beating probably the, the greatest quarterback of all time. The, the most complete team. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's hard to make a drive last half a quarter oh, and then yeah. score a touchdown at the end of it. Like the Patriots. They, they have opened up, it feels like, every game that way. They just make it look so easy. If, you know? And if, they don't make mistakes. No. No. Not often. Very limited. They had a surprising amount of flags against the Chiefs. Yeah. And they still won the game. Pulled it out. So if you're expecting turnovers and stuff from the Patriots, it doesn't happen that much. The Tom Brady did throw a pick in the end zone when I was just kind of like, "That was a really awful." That wasn't a Tom. Br- yeah, I was like, "What are you?" That's not Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? But other than that, they're usually pretty clean. Can we talk about how eerily similar these Rams teams are? Like the one from two thousand one and this one. How so? You got a stud at running back. They had what's his name? Marshall Falk. Marshall, Marshall Falk. What a man! He was pretty good. They have Todd <laughs> he was Gurley now. He's all right. I'd say they're pretty similar too. They like, had a, as running backs. Oh yeah, they had a really good. I mean, Cooper Cup's not playing, but they got two other really good receivers. Plus the team back then, led by Isaac Bruce, had an insane um, receiving core. And I will say, I think Kurt Warner is going to end up far better than Jared Goff. No. Yes. Mm. But. Well, that's a hot take. Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Warner was pretty good, though. I Kurt, mean, he was good. Kurt Warner's an all-time great. He really is. I but mean, even he's there. Okay, okay, so... And he's got one of the best stories ever. Little tiny side note, side question. The What was it? Was it Kurt Warner's final year when he went to the Super Bowl with the Cardinals? Uh, it might have been. Okay. It was toward the end of his yeah. career. Yeah, would you prefer that quarterback, that, like, final year Kurt Warner, or final year Peyton Manning? Final year... Kurt Warner because Peyton Manning's arm was a noodle arm. He li- he, he got benched by Brock Osweiler. Yeah. No, he got like, he got hurt. He didn't get benched. He got hurt. It was, yeah, he had something in his foot. Okay, he did have something with his he, foot. It was a rare rare kind of injury too. Yeah, it was something weird, but like they didn't talk about it at first, so everyone thought he got benched. Yeah, but it was his foot. But yeah, like Kurt Warner, especially at the end of his career, stayed really reliable. Like you didn't have to worry yeah. about him quote getting old. Like he was still good old Kurt Warner. I mean, so I'll give him that. Like Brett Favre. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, anyway. but like Brett Favre still played pretty good for. His I mean, last he also played years. for too long. He did, but he, he still could played have gone to right. Super Bowl if he hadn't thrown an interception against his body fifty yeah. yards that way to the to the other team. Was it Tracy mistakes. Porter? I think it was Tracy. Yeah, it was Porter. Tracy Porter. Yeah, but back on top. But yeah, comparing it, like, like comparing the two teams, the Rams of this year they have Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. They used mm. to have Isaac Bruce and uh, Tory Holt. Tory Holt, Ooh. pretty good, pretty good, pretty good players. Receiving tandem. Yeah. They I, didn't have I, a tight end that I can remember. They don't really have a tight end now. Yeah. Now I don't remember any Ernie, studs on the defense. Ernie Conwell <clears throat> was the tight end. Yeah, oh yeah, good and old Ernie. Jeff Robinson, who he were, was a fullback tight end. My name is Jeff. <laughs> hey, you know who the uh, the tight end for the Rams is now? Gerald Everett. And no, yeah, Everett's a. I thought Everett was a receiver. I'm. Oh, I was talking about Higby and Tyler Higby. Yeah. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but did they have any studs in their defense, Darren? That they had looking? London Fletcher. Don't I don't remember. <laughs> I, that's true. I know. So, other than that, like I'm looking at the names, and I don't. I mean, they didn't have known Dominican Sue, Aaron yeah. Donald. So I think you know, like, this team is a little bit better than the Greatest Show on Turf, but 
I think their offenses, I guess I should say, are very eerily similar. But it's a different, different time, though. Not it only is. they could get a This stadium. is now more of like a gunslinger yeah. type of, you know, 2018 gunslinger type. 2001. You know, oh, that football. was run the ball. Like, yeah, it wasn't sh- like shove it down your throat football. Throw the ball 60 times a game or something like that, like Ben Roethlisberger does. Now, looking at the Patriots, though, um, I think this team is far better. I mean, what did you have back then? You had Brady, Vinatieri, and Willie McGinnis. But you had the goat Teddy Bruschi? Teddy Bruschi, maybe? I don't remember. But, you know, this was a team, I think, that came out of the out of the well works. Was nothing, you know. Now we know. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> now we know that they're gonna be, they're gonna go down as the greatest. Do you think the, the, the greatest, greatest football dynasty? dynasty. I, I can't like, say team because it's only been Brady and Belichick. It, well, yeah, but you've had there's pieces a lot that of there that are, yeah. But you do have some consistency. And you like have you have James that are White, Gronkowski, and Edelman. I had Kevin yeah. Folk as a running back. Oof. Troy Brown. Oof. And David Platten. I don't know. Terry, so Terry Glenn. Okay, all Terry, right. There you go. He's a he's a name. I remember him. He's a name. <laughs> he's a, name. He's a person. <laughs> but um, Rest in peace. So I think... And Teddy Bruschi. And Ty Law. Ty Law. And Mike Vrabel. Oh, Vrabel. Vrabel. They had some... Did he get Richard a touchdown Seymour? that game? I don't know. <laughs> but um, Maybe. I think... I don't know. I think this game... It's probably going to end up being a good game, though we're not excited. I want it to be. Good yeah, like game. it will be like, a yeah. high quality performance. Not like I just Seahawks don't... Broncos when it was like forty to eight. That wasn't. Yeah. That if wasn't this killing. game turns into a blowout on either side, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, That's I mean, I guess especially how the championship games every year. But... You know, the championship games were close oh, overtime. And you don't have to go in the overtime, but if it's just a close game, yeah. Brady's probably gonna get the ball to win the game, and Brady's gonna do what Brady does. Dude, last year's game, like I'm thinking about it, like. Comparing it like last year's game was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun to watch. <clears throat> and then comparing it to the championship, like the NFC championship, like it was a good football game, but it wasn't like amazing to watch. Something about Nick Foles last year just taking it to Tom Brady, like bit by bit, bringing oh, his yeah. team to like oh, so good. It's such a, great, a good great story. So entertaining. You got like you got the Patriots dominating for twenty years. You yeah. know, like they're the dynasty, like of the Cow- like Cowboys used to be. In. Well, I guess he's not too young. And you can compare the Patriots to, like, the Bulls with, like, Michael Jordan, where they were, like, dominant for so many years. Or, like, I guess the Warriors now, when they have... Everybody. Everybody, (laughs) yeah. I mean... Or the Yankees back in the day when they won, like, so many in a row. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Big red machine, baby. Even though we don't think it, like, what what an amazing storyline this would be if this is, you know, Patriots lose, and this is the start of a Rams dynasty. I really, I really don't, don't think it will be. I don't want an I, L.A. dynasty. I don't want it either, but, like, how I don't cool, think they're that good. How cool of a passing of a torch would that be, though? From I Tom Brady beating them. I right? don't like dynasties. And then Brady losing I li- I against like them. Having... I like dynasties if it's my own team. No, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, like, I don't know. Something about a dynasty, it's like, if there's a dynasty, then the league is working wrong. If there's a dynasty where one team can just sit on its laurels and keep winning, Mm -hmm. or even, like, yeah, it might take some effort, but, like, that means that the league drafting process isn't working, the caps, like, the salary cap isn't working, the free agency moves, that something's not working. Or, if you have a different team every year making it to the Super Bowl, like, or two different teams, I should say, making it every year. That's why... Baseball is great because the World Series, like every year, it's different every pretty year. much. I kind of disagree with you though, because I mean, look at the Patriots. What do you like, mean? They don't really go out and you know do they might make agency. A, maybe like one they, or two. Well, okay, yeah, their will contracts say, are very you know they they work together. I mean, Tom Brady take pay, uh, takes pay no, cuts right. to get I will weapons say that the him. Patriots dynasty is a little bit different than your normal dynasty mm-hmm. because like <clears throat> you look at the Bulls and they were just stacked. Like you look right. at you look at the Warriors now, and they're just stacked. I will say that the Patriots are a little different. Like, wait, who's that dude? Yeah, exactly. and why is he good now? So why I'll is there give him credit white, for that. Wide receiver out there tearing up everyone. <laughs> yeah, like I'll give him credit for that. But more often than not, dynasties I mean, are just yeah. a sign of they got stacked, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I think the Patriots are like the only example of that where they don't have. And I, mean, I think that goes to, back to Bill Belichick. Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but honestly, like, think about it. There's one very consistent name with the Patriots that's, like, the big star, and it's Tom Brady. And then everyone else, it seems like 
They're shuffling pieces in and out. Brawl, yeah. but he's injured 90% of his career anyway. Yeah, and like, he hasn't been there. He hasn't forever. done much. But yet. still, yeah. like, but like to go back to my original point with the Patriots, you know, yeah, they're a different kind of dynasty, but I don't like knowing that, you know, four out of the past five years they've made it to the Super Bowl. Next year, there's an 80% chance they're yeah. going to make it again. Like, I don't like and that. And, like, we talk about the Rams making a dynasty, but what the Chiefs? They're still right there. I, I think the they're a couple of defensive defensive pieces than, away uh, from once once they get a good defense, which they fired their Patrick Mahomes coordinator better than Jared Goff. Yes, I yeah. mean they have like three running backs, but this Williams guy. Honestly, I I wouldn't be shocked to see like like how we had the Cavs versus Golden State for a while. I wouldn't be shocked Rams to see and Rams and Chiefs, or maybe a Rams cycling with uh, the NFC is pretty tough. Yeah, like, I like. Maybe, I can, I can see the Rams cycling out like every other year, but I could see oh, right yeah. now the Chiefs dominating that side <clears> for a while, especially with the offensive pieces they not, have. And then maybe all they the do coach, is defense. but and like right now it. the Chiefs are, like, I think, a clear cut to be pretty good for a long yeah. time. Everyone oh, yeah. else is kind of like the I mean, Colts. You the got Colts the Patriots. A, the Colts have a road to that, but they're still very young. Yeah, yeah. The Chiefs have. A lot, a lot more experience, except for the quarterback. But apparently, he doesn't need that. He's played pretty well. So, playoffs. and I mean, yeah. the Browns are on their way up, so they'll be able to make okay. playoffs. They are. Hey, no, okay, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're Fan right. bias thought, aside. No, I thought for a second you were no, like, they're on their way. They're gonna be the next dynasty. No, no, no. no I'm not. You know who's on their way down though? The Steelers. Anyway, accurate. They we need are, a rebuild. Though. We need a rebuild. So, to kind of wrap this uh, Super Bowl segment up. I want to go around the table, and I guess we'll start with you, Noah. I want you to say your final score of the Super Bowl. I want you to say your Super Bowl MVP, and I want to know why he's your Super Bowl MVP. All right. So, sticking with my X-Factor choices. And you know what? Just, Just on the fact that I've been wrong so many times in these selection processes, I'm going to say... That the Rams are going to pull it off. They're going to upset the dynasty for the second year in a row. And Jared Goff is going to get his Super Bowl MVP. He has not the not the greatest night, not the worst night, but he does a consistent enough job, you know, just getting what he needs, throws a few touchdowns. And, of course, Gurley and Anderson are there, but since they're splitting time, neither of them are going to have outstanding nights. And... They're going to be able to move the ball on the Patriots. Good, but not great defense. And they're going to end it up with, uh, let's say, I mean, the legs got to get himself a field goal here and there. I mean, it's got to happen. I don't know. I'm really bad with numbers. I'm going to say 31 to... What do I, where do I want this? You know what? 27. 31-27 Rams. That's exactly what I was going to say. I would say 31-27 Patriots. Ooh. Which mine. And uh, Cerny Michel is going to get the MVP. Because he's already had five touchdowns in this postseason. Not bad. Not bad for a rookie. And uh, he had 29 carries last game. So, I mean, the run game is going to be there. And I'm not completely sold on the Rams' rush defense. And I think Michelle's going to have himself a pretty good game, and Tom Brady's going to do what Tom Brady does. But I think I think it's time for a running back. Come back and get an MVP instead of the quarterback. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams over the Patriots because I can't. I don't want the Patriots to win. So I'm going to say, let's see, 34-31 to 31 Ooh. Rams. I'm going to say... 31-31 in the last few minutes of the game, and the Rams get the ball last, drive it in for a field goal. Um, but somehow, against all odds, even though the Rams win, Tom Brady is going to win the Super Bowl MVP <laughs> because he scores all of his team's touchdowns. Uh, he's 400 yards, no interceptions, and they just can't be like, well, he doesn't get it. I don't know. Um, even when yeah. he loses, even when he loses, wins. he's probably going to get. He's going to break some record. Uh, no, I would say that if the Rams win, it would probably be, it would probably be because one of the two running backs stands out early in the game, and they just keep feeding it to him. So I don't know, fifty fifty. I'm going to say they just ride the hot hand with CJ, and he racks up over two hundred yards somehow. Ooh. Maybe maybe a few catches here and there. Well, like between between his passing and his 
his his uh, or his <laughs> receiving and his uh, rushing. So maybe 150 on the ground and another no 50-ish through the air. Uh, maybe a touchdown of each. I don't know. And he doesn't win an MVP off of that performance? <laughs> well, I'm saying if Tom Brady doesn't I mean, lose the like, game and still get the MVP, then I would say like CJ when, probably gets it. It's almost like when everyone was saying that LeBron James needs to get finals. And yeah, he like, it's like that. By, the, by Golden State. It's like that. <laughs> you can't. No, yeah, no. I was very much against that at the time. Well, I also the, it has happened game. before in NBA, but this isn't the NBA. But uh, fun fact, I looked it up, and I can't find it anywhere. If Sonny Michelle does get Super Bowl MVP, he'd be the first rookie to do it. Oh, well, who's the last running back? So to get Super Bowl MVP, yeah, that is a good. That's a, go ahead, Blaine. Will uh, what's your predictions here? So I think that the New England Patriots. Are gonna put the Los Angeles Rams in their place. Oh, I think Tom Brady, for his final Super Bowl ring, is gonna go out there. He's gonna throw four touchdowns, and the final score of the game is going to be thirty-eight to seventeen. I think Tom Brady wins my Super Bowl MVP because he throws four touchdowns, and early he gets. They had like, as per the usual, a seven-minute drive, and that's what the Rams are going to be expecting, right? Because they've run the ball 83% of the time this playoffs. I think they start out that way. And, you know, Sonny Michelle gets his first touchdown, get, you know. And then I think Tom Brady comes out there because they're not expecting it and just throws all over this terrible Rams like that. It's not terrible, but it's not great. And I think Tom Brady shreds them. I can see it. I can see it. And I think Tom I don't Brady want to see it, but I can hoists see it. <laughs> the Lombardi Trophy, hoists the MVP. Is it a trophy? I think they get a trophy. I think they get kind. a little trophy. Probably. And then snaps his fingers and decimates the NFL, just like Thanos. <laughs> the six rings. <laughs> so I looked it up, and the last running back to get Super Bowl MVP was Terrell Davis. What a man. What a man. And yeah. before that, you know, guy, and you know, some people might know him, uh, Emmett Smith. Uh, you might uh, have heard of him before. Yeah. Yeah. Terrell Davis like was in uh, Super Bowl 32. So, so it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's been a bit. It's and he only bit. had 30 carries, 157 yards, and three touchdowns. Cool. But what's interesting is the one before Charles Davis was a kick returner, Desmond Howard. Shut up. Hey. hey. No, one, no one cares. Desmond Howard. Anyway. Yeah. I also like how it says here Ray Lewis won it because he led, led a dominant, dominant Ravens defense. <laughs> Come on. I mean, in defense, the Giants only had like 130 yards in the Super Bowl, and that's like the least yeah, amount yeah. because the Giants are but terrible. I, I, I'm pretty sure like – didn't like the entire Bears defense or something like that get it one year? <laughs> yeah, probably. So speaking of the Giants, I just got Troy's Super Bowl prediction, and he's got the Giants winning. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Eli Manning winning Super Bowl MVP. Did you really wins. say that? <laughs> no, I'm just making a joke. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I got it. He's gonna smack him for a yard. It's Troy. Get more soon, Troy. Get more soon. I need to hear more of that Troy impression. I mean, listen, if Eli gets another commercial, he could just own the Super Bowl again for the second year in a row. Oh my gosh, that was Eli and Peyton's definitely getting a commercial this year. Maybe even Archie. They might all three just. And Cooper. All four. Yeah, but no one one cares about Cooper, though. I watch his show sometimes. (laughs) Anyway. Alright, so um, that pretty much sums up our Super Bowl talk. We could be a little more excited, maybe. I'm excited to watch, you know, the Rams get put in their place. I don't know. I'm just excited for it to be over. You know what I'm not excited for? Blaine to be there and punch the ceiling fan again. (laughs) So uh, we're going to go. We're uh, having having a Super Bowl party. A a nice couple's house who lend their. Lend their house out for Rock people to come and watch the game. If you don't know what Rock is, it's a group we have on campus that we're part of. Look it up. At Reach Reach Ohio on Instagram. You should follow us. Anyway. Anyway, (laughs) we were were there watching the game. And and Blaine is lying on the ground. All right? Not even standing up. And this is, this, is, is this when Nick Foles is doing Nick Foles? This plays? is pretty sure this Nick Foles. This is post-knee injury. Was it the Philly special? special? I, it might have been the Philly <laughs> special. It was probably at some point around there. Blaine jumps up and swings up, and there's a ceiling fan right above him. I'm pretty sure like he just nicked it. Otherwise, he could have like knocked it out a little bit. Let me let me tell you. I was I started out last year rooting for the, uh, the Eagles just because I liked Wentz, and I got Wentz on my team, and, on my fantasy team. And so, like, they went all the way, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I really want Philly to win this game. 
And they did. And I was so happy. But uh, let's talk about the AAF. It's opening this weekend. Next. Next weekend. I'm pretty darn Sorry? excited. Blaine really wants to go to Orlando, but we're not letting him. Yeah. I mean, he can uh, go, but we're not going. <laughs> Dude, ticks are twenty dollars, man. I yeah, but, go, but I then the flight the travel, ticket. yeah, yeah, <laughs> the travel is the real Listen, thing. We're not, we're not loading. It's better weather. Hey, AAF, if you want to uh, sponsor us and send us to the game, we'd be cool. With I'd, that, be I'd be down. I'd be cool. Any they game. Haven't, they haven't gotten to hear our first plea because that. Uh, but anyway, you know, any any <laughs> game, honestly, I'll take. Any of them. I think... Uh, Honestly, that'd yeah. be amazing. But I think we should talk about the opening game, which is between our favorite teams, except for Matt's, because... He likes the Steelers colors. Yeah. Who are they? They're really great. The, uh, the, Salt, the, was it Salt Lake? No, no. no Salt Lake's the Stallions. It's they're the they're, they're, their uniforms are pretty good. <laughs> the <though>. Steamers. Is it the Fleet? The Fleet. The San Diego no. Fleet or the something yeah, like San Diego that. Yeah, I love how you don't know your favorite team. I like. I know they're the Fleet. I'm I know all in on my Orlando yeah, Apollos. The legends baby. are my background. Listen, I'm all in. And the Philadelphia Fusion are my background. Thank you very much. Esports. Second oh, reference. Second reference. <laughs> For the second time, that's esports. Anyway, um, so I think we should talk about like. Let's predict that game. I think the Apollos are going to win. <laughs> I don't know enough about the AAF. Steven, yeah, we, no one no, does. We, we can't make we it. Yeah, literally, this is... I'm super excited. That's why, that's why we're really excited about this. Yeah. It's because we have like finally get a new look at a new type of league. And I know there's a lot of them, but no one really cares about the CFL or arena CFL football kind of or whatever. This is the new. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally just an in-between, like a G League, for players that went... For couldn't quite cut it during call their college years, and they were like on the, like the tip, Cusp. just this close to making an NFL roster. Most of them, some of them, some of them were on NFL rosters. But I mean, it's just, it's just so neat that we actually get something new that's literally happening right after the NFL. So, I'm in a sports management class at school, and we talk about this stuff all the time. And I got a question for to pose for the table. So of the AAF. In the XFL, which is coming in 2020, a which team has the odds, or yeah, which league has the odds of becoming um, a a G League esque for the NFL, and b which which or both or none is going to last? Which if we look five years in the future, which one do you think is going to last? I think it's going to be the AAF just because it's, For both, it seems or? yes, it seems more sustainable than the XFL. I, I the idea X, XFL is going to be more sh- of a show. Yeah, but then how many people really want to go get their brains bashed in, yeah, exactly. in the XFL? Like it, it, that's not a sustainable model. It's something that people will watch like a reality show for a year or two, and then after that, once the novelty's worn out and everybody's, you know, all the players are tired of it, right? It's I think it'll fade. The AAF seems like a much more sustainable model. Uh, it just seems like something that would actually work. So that's yeah, my that's I, my bit. I, I mean, it's I think it's set up to be way more of a G League than the XFL. Like, and we don't have a whole lot of information about the XFL yet. I mean, only that it's really coming out in twenty twenty, and we don't we yeah. don't even know if like how many people are flocking to play for them yet. But I mean, the AF snuck up on us, and they've all got full rosters. Yeah, the people that we've seen before, well, like from other teams, and like and enjoyed to watch. And I mean, I think it's just going to be easier for them to sell it to players, especially like, like I mean, the Senior Bowl just happened. Like, how many people there are going to not be able, maybe aren't going to make the cut for yeah. an NFL roster? But maybe AAF was there scouting and are like, hey, why don't you come join us? Yeah, it'd be fun. So I agree with both of you, but hear me out. Nathan yep. Peterman goes to the AAF. Because yes. let's be honest, you don't deserve to be That's in the NFL. Who's he, who's he playing for? And he becomes the next Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady of the <laughs> right, He right, just starts right. winning championships and left Nathan and right. Over Cardale Jones, I don't. Well, Cardale Jones isn't there yet. So you mean Nathan to, Peterman? You yeah, need to tell me that if Nathan Peterman goes to the AAF and actually wins, that we would have to change the nature of the Nathan Peterman Player of the Week award? No, no. <laughs> he was still. I don't he know. He was still in the NFL, so we like. No, we watched we him our, in the yeah. NFL. We have two Nathan Peterman bad. awards: one for the worst NFL play of the week, one for the best. One for the best. AF, yes. <laughs> I like it. Great. I like it a lot. Moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA, and I'm introducing this because I am probably not going to talk much after this. Nope. I might throw my input in a little bit. Um, I will say, 
I did pick my NBA team. Go Nuggets, right? The Nugs. Yeah, baby. But um, the Nugs. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the Anthony Davis situation. So, like, he requested a trade, and yeah. like, well, he basically said, "I'm not re-signing." Yeah. Is it because the team years. is so bad? It's because he, yeah, because he wants to play on a, a championship. He, he, team. he wants to play on a competitive team. Okay, I was gonna say how because uh, I'm still learning. So answer me this: uh, How many times has he been like to the playoffs or done well in the playoffs? Uh, every time he's been healthy, they've made it to the playoffs consistently. See, in his okay. six or five or six years, they've only went past the first round one time. And that was last year. Ah, that, Dude, that was with like, Rondo, wasn't it? Yeah, but. Like they the usually play the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, they sound like the Bengals of the NBA. They usually play the Warriors in the first round. Which does not help. <laughs> does not help at so all. So they get in as like a, what, like 8 seed? basically. Yeah, right. okay. Besides last year, they were 5th okay. or something. So yeah. I can understand why he'd want to get a trip. Um, but but honestly, this year, they're not a terrible team. They're, now they're pretty bad. Yeah. They've gotten a lot worse They're 22 year. and 28. I feel so bad. Ooh. So in the West, you're just... You're pretty much just done. Yeah, imagine being New Orleans right now. You got screwed out of your conference championship, and now your best the second, NBA player, the second best player in New Orleans, sounds like Cleveland. behind Drew Brees. Yeah, is it, now it, like I want to be gone. So yeah, that happened yesterday. They announced it. Noah, where do you think he's going to go? Everyone's saying LA, but also anytime anyone wants to leave anywhere, they say, "Oh, they're going to LA." Yeah, like that's always the first choice, and then. It happened with Paul George, and guess what? He didn't go to L.A. He went to the Thunder, and then re-signed with the Thunder. Yeah. All right, hear me I out. I mean, Kawhi might be going to the Clippers, but I don't think he's going to the Lakers. No. And uh, honestly, I don't... There are a whole... There are a lot of places that I'm sure would love Anthony Davis, because even if you have a good player at his position, you you want Anthony Davis. He's the top center in the league. Yeah, he might... He could be becoming, like, the second best player. In the league right now, behind LeBron James, it's it's hard to talk about who's the second best player because like you got LeBron and then you got everyone else, like, pretty Kevin much. Durant, but like I, yeah. I don't know, yeah, it's, he's he's becoming one of the best and players like, in the league. Steph, yeah, yeah. shut but, up, he's not going to the Nuggets. I know he's not going to the Nuggets, <laughs> but hear me out. He's, he's not going. He's not going to the Cavs, Troy. I'm sorry. Dang Giants. it, I was gonna channel later, Troy. I was gonna <laughs> be like. All right. The Cavs have nothing to offer yeah, the Pelicans. The Cavs are, the Cavaliers. The Cavs are going to give them Kevin Love and for first Anthony round, Davis. Yeah. I heard that the Pelicans want at least Lonjo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and a first-round pick. That's a lot. Just to talk about it. And those, those are all like they're all under 25 No, oh, they're all like years, second, right? third, first, or yeah, like second, third year They're players. all young players and a first-round draft pick. Like Anthony Davis is a young superstar right now, but that's a lot. That's a lot. Up. And Kyle Kuzma's coming up. He's I would, I would well. give up Ball Ingram in a first round pick. I w- Kuzma out. seems like too much. Like I, I honestly cutting it off at Kuzma seems like because who are you going problem, to, Who are the Pelicans going to give up besides Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and like they're like I don't see that. But there's no one else yeah, there, like, and they're not going to send Julius Randle back. That's true. And the Celtics have the best. Like young assets to give it, but they can't do any trades till the summer because yeah. of some kind of rule. NBA's so, weird yeah. about trades. So I mean, the Pelicans don't have to trade him by the trade deadline. He can play out the rest of the year, and then the summer can come. But some people say that since he announced it now, that it gives the Lakers an advantage to make a trade because if he's there till the summer, the Celtics can make a pretty good trade. Yeah. Because they have better younger talent, I think, than the Lakers. Because they would offer Jason Tatum, which would make me sad. But getting Anthony Davis in return, not a bad deal. That'd be a pretty darn good deal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean Horford, I would give up Horford. Horford's on his way Maybe out. Gordon Hayward. But I, I don't know because Hayward hasn't had time to prove him. Quite honestly, quite, then this is coming from the outside looking in. If you could find a way to trade Gordon Hayward – and get Anthony Davis and keep Jason Tatum, I would take that all and day. Resign Kyrie, like good luck. Because I'm pretty sure the Warriors after this year, I don't think all. I mean, Boogie's obviously going to be gone. They Boogie will said be that. gone. I don't I think, think they keep Green. I think Clay, even though he says that he might stay, I think he. I heard that if the Lakers get Davis. Then he might shine with the Lakers, and you get LeBron, but Clay then, Thompson, that'd be so and Clay boring. I think's underrated sometimes because we don't appreciate oh, yeah. the value of what Clay does. Well, here's if he if he thinks he's underrated, why would he go to a team that's starting a new big four pretty much? Yeah, 
Like then you're just overshadowed by the best player ever. And then everyone Quite says, honestly, the third best player in the league right now, and up and coming stars. Like I don't, I don't see the point in that. Everyone says the Knicks, but like the Knicks are a mess. Like I wouldn't even want to touch New well, York. Kyrie might be going. Yeah, to the Knicks. I hope he doesn't. He he wants for some reason he yeah. wants to lead his own team and be the number one guy. This is his which, own team. I, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't think that. That's a, yeah. I mean, that They've had the some struggles, but he also doesn't think the world is round. So yeah, we'll yeah. Never <laughs> about that. isn't Kyrie like a not nice man? <laughs> a not nice man. <laughs> that's that's nah, as I far mean, as I'm I haven't heard. Like, I don't think or he's is he, like a bad person, nah. or is he just too full of himself? No, no, I think he just some, he just wants to be the leader of. His he just wants team. to win games. Wait, know? so is he not the leader of his team? And I mean. He, he okay, he's the who, best player on the team. Yeah, but the problem is you got Jason Tatum coming up, you got Jalen Brown coming so up, you got Al Horford. Okay, man. so he sounds like to me as an outsider that he has a little bit of um. He's butthurt because of LeBron. No, 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 no. Nah. He has he has a like a personality thing. I don't want to call it a disorder, but it sounds like he does, cares less about winning and cares mm. more about just being the only good person on the team because then everyone else has to look well, up to him and revere him. Well, and like realize, which is real listen, weird. I realize you don't know much about the NBA, but think about where he started with an awful Cavs team where he was the superstar. They drafted him a year after LeBron left the first time. Yeah, and, and like he came in and it was like, holy horrible. crap, we actually have a good player. And like, honestly, he was... You could say he was the big fish in a small pond, but he was the whale in a mud puddle. <laughs> like yeah. he was an obvious superstar with nothing around him. And then LeBron came back. He Kyrie wasn't the leader better. anymore. But Kyrie did get better. But I would prefer to win. It's but he did. He <laughs> like, wanted to beat his ring now. Yeah. I want more. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, no. I would rather be on I a think stacked team. I think he can still get one more. Trash like, one. I don't oh, know. I think he's gonna get. He if has he a stays very good in shot. Boston, he's a very good shot in Boston can, this year. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's that's just my two cents. But. Golden State. We, we, we can talk about this. But anyway, Anthony Davis, <laughs> which is where this started. Like honestly, I don't see him. It's really hard to know where he wants to go because if it is a trade, he doesn't really have. He has a choice. But he doesn't have like a very big choice. They don't where have to trade him either. No, I mean, they, I don't know if they will. Honestly, or not. They I've heard like different stuff here. And Wait, there. so is he a free agent at the end of the season? Next. Oh, but he can like opt out of his contract. I, I yeah, think, or I something think, like that. I mean, he could always just hold out. Too. Speaking of a big man, Blake Griffin wants to be traded out of the Detroit Pistons. Really? Which the Pistons are bad, and it's in Michigan, so you know it's not why a it's not? not a very good. And market. I'm hearing that the Mavericks and the Nuggets might be interested. No, yeah, baby. So like, listen to this: you get him, pair him back up with DeAndre Jordan and the boy Luca, oh and then they get rid of my. Dennis Smith because he wants to be traded anyways. And why? Someone I don't know because they. Don't I, don't I don't know. You're not quite good enough yet, DSJ. Yeah. Anyways, and then you bring a healthy Blake Yikes. with DeAndre and Luca, and then Dirk's last ride. Where are they at in the standings right they're now? They're not. They're not in the no, playoffs yet. They're, I mean, we're still. We they're not like. Break. They're like twenty two and twenty seven. So they're. They what? can still make a run. They're, they're six games behind the Clippers right now, and the Clippers don't have anybody. So there's a good shot. Tobias Harris. Okay, they had Tobias Harris. <laughs> Anyone else ever heard of Tobias Harris here at nope. the table? Why, All right, Montrez Harrell. But like, why are you asking? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, I mean, the season's not even half over yet. They have a shot of making the playoffs still. Luca's been playing. He's the not youngest, like a rookie at all. Youngest player ever with a 30 point triple double. Yeah, rookie. He and well, he has three triple doubles this year, doesn't he? He has two, I think. Dude. That kid, yeah, I saw that the graphic. That kid's my age. Yeah, I'm over here not even knowing what I want to do in college, and that kid's making millions of dollars in the NBA, setting records. Also, he played. He played. <laughs> what am I doing? He played with my professional life? basketball in Europe though for a while though, but still, I mean, he's he's good. Yeah, he's real like, good. Rookie of the year, obviously. Obviously, I don't think I don't think there's much of a shot. I mean, Aiton's been playing better, but. Yeah, but Luke you never has hear. Been I've well never, I never hear about Aiton. Well, it's because the Suns are eleven and forty-one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. They're real bad. So, uh, speaking of the NBA, after that Anthony Davis talk, let's just talk about the West here. The West, 
It's pretty stacked, you it's know. Pretty good size. There's about 10, 11 teams that can make the playoffs. Um, Sacramento's 25 and 25. Mm. And they're in the 10th seed. So you go to the East, the good old East, which is just top heavy, pretty much. And their eighth seed is 24 and 25. Yeah, losing record at eight. The eighth seed. Losing record in the playoffs. So when. Durant went to the Warriors. LeBron went to the Lakers. Everyone's going to the West. The beginning or last season in the offseason, they're like, "Why don't we just do 16 seeds, one through 16, East and West? Just take out the Eastern Conference. I mean, still have the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Yeah, but I mean, you don't take the best, the eight best from the East. You just take the best overall 16 seeds. Honestly, that would only that would effectively cut out. The obviously the Heat and the Hornets right now who are at a five hundred and four ninety record respectively, and it would bring in the Lakers and the Kings and the Heat would have to like they'd have to find a split there, and that would be your setup right now. So it honestly wouldn't change a whole. It'd be lot. some good matchups though, and it would like, it would make it a better because it could be two Western because com- for me right now look at the NBA. In the Western Conference, besides the Warriors, I don't know who can challenge them. I'm not like the Nuggets are good, mm-hmm. but they don't have the experience, and I don't think they're quite there yet to take the Warriors seven games. Rockets last year, yes, they were very close, but and but they're not. There I don't year. think they can do it this year. Even though James Harden's apparently playing out of his mind offensively, offensively, I don't think so. If anyone's going to beat the Warriors, it's either it's going to have to be from the East. So I have a question about the way that this is structured. So you're saying that they're throwing around the idea of getting rid of eight teams from each conference, right? And just doing the top 16 period. They were talking about it. If they did that, would they also change the schedule? Because in my brain, if you have people from the more difficult conference that have more difficult schedules, but you have people from the easier conference with easier schedules, and you don't split them accordingly to make the playoffs then wouldn't it throw off like probabilities of making the playoffs for teams that are in the tougher conference like, yeah they would have to quit mathing no no, I, no you know, like, I, I thought about that too and they would have to change the schedule a little yeah, bit yeah they would have to market uh, I mean, so yeah. that you would play more across like conference which would, would be hard because like in the playoffs traveling east coast to west right. coast right it's a little rough yeah so but what would be the point of having conferences exactly. if you're going to eliminate just conferences in the playoffs? Because, like, with if we're talking about the NFL, you have your divisions and you have your conferences. Well, I mean, we're talking about doing this in college, though. They're talking about doing that in the in the NCAA and maybe just making, like, four super conferences. So, And then that's it. If that I, might make more sense, though. If, if I may. Though. Go ahead. Uh, the way esports does it uh, <laughs> for the third time. No, no, no that's esports. Listen, listen. So the way the Overwatch League did it is they had two divisions: they had the Pacific and the Atlantic. Right. And their first season there were twelve teams, and so I think what the top six made the playoffs. It was top eight or whatever. But like the top two from each division made it, mm. and then from there they had like the shuffle of okay, the best four regardless of division from that point. So, like, in the NBA, if you did that, maybe the top four from each division. That would make sense. And then the other best eight. That would, that, would, that would do the exact same thing. I like thing. that a lot better. It would kind yeah. of solve that problem of how do you work on the schedules, because you would still have the best from each division yeah. based on their schedules, and then from there, it's a free-for-all. I, I think that would work out real I mean, it, Esports it would, are innovative. Well, it would take care of the problem yeah. of losing record teams unless it was really down yeah. here in the NBA. And it would knock them out of the playoff and it would keep it so that winning your conference meant something. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that would be a good idea. And honestly, at that point, all you got to really do is take out divisions. Yes. And it would just be two conferences, and that's it. Yeah. Which is fine with me, because I think divisions are stupid in the first place. Ohio State 
played Northwestern in their conference championship this year. I mean, year. from a travel perspective, it makes sense. It makes sense there, but even even then, like... There's just a lot to factor in if they're going to yeah. do the whole And that's 16. why math is important, kids, because yeah. you... Yeah. No, I, like, I bet the NBA has people crunching the numbers oh, on yeah. this like crazy. Because you don't want some crazy travel schedule where you're right. west, west, right. west, east coast, west, you know, like that messes with someone. Well, yeah, but I, I don't think it would have to... They'd have to, like, change it up all that much I, if you if you keep it just conferences and then the playoffs you can have like a day to rest like they usually do in the finals right. or something like that so like it's not but I mean I wouldn't mind seeing like the I mean, Warriors already and, kind of thrown that out the window with the Chargers going to LA and they had to go <laughs> yeah. to Baltimore back and then to Foxborough yeah that was bad yeah bad for the Chargers yeah so I mean just win your division next year Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. I, I like that that's an incentive in the NFL, though. Like, if you win your division... Well, you get home field advantage. You can say, oh, do you? Court. Yeah, it's, well, it's a seven-game series, but you get, what is it, the first two at home, and then you travel, and then... Two, two. Two, two. No, what is it? Two, three, two. Yeah. No, it's two, three, every other one. Yeah. What? So, if, if it does go to game seven, you get the home so court. So, Boston's advantage. playing Philadelphia. So, you, you play start the with the home field or home court, and yes. then you end with home court. Yes. yes. If so it goes to seven. Yes. Okay, okay. So, it's like Boston, Boston, Philly, 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 Boston, Philly, Boston. Yes. Wait, why would you go... So, they go back and forth for the last three? Yeah. Oh, why that sounds terrible. Why would you... That sounds terrible. Well, that's what a seven-game series is like. <laughs> why that's why have... it takes so long. <laughs> if you have home court advantage, why would you have less... Home court. You don't. You, have, you, you play you, four games at home and three on the way. Three away. Home, home, away, away, home, away. Which you do. Home. It's the exact way in baseball, too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Besides the wild card and best of five and all that stuff. And home court advantage is very important in basketball because those rooms can get loud. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, it's important in football, too. Well, yeah, but. Football, baseball, it's a much bigger space. I, in baseball, I feel like it's not. Baseball as doesn't matter. Is important. Yeah. The, the only thing that matters in baseball is the size of the field changes. Yeah, basically. Like if you're going from the Great American to Houston's football, I'm from football. baseball field. It's it's the difference of probably like 200 feet. <laughs> like it's a lot. Yeah. yeah and they have that little weird gap in their outfield. It's just weird. I like it. Do you? It's all right. I think I don't know I think that was a good one uh, well real quick real quick I want to bring up that I mean since we're talking trades real quick I want to touch on Memphis Grizzlies are talking about dealing Gasol and Conley they're two main franchise they're franchise guys and I think they're just rebuild mode you, you, you think they're just done I mean they've been a very off and on playoff team yeah. Even when they make the playoffs, I'm not like, oh, they can win it all. But here's like, the thing. They're both getting up there in age. Where do they fit in anywhere else? I mean, Marcus Shaw could be – I still think he has something left in him if he's with the right team. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, 34, 35, Probably. maybe, something like that. He's the I younger mean, brother, right? Yeah, Paul's like almost 40. Yeah. But, like, if there's a team that needs a center, even as a backup, he can still – Mike Conley can still play, I think, because he's – Conley, he he started out with a really good year. Yeah, yeah. So like, somebody needs a point guard. Like, I mean, I know the Phoenix Suns need a point guard, but they're not in no. playoff contention. That'd literally be trading down. Yeah, the Grizz are right above them. Well, nine games ahead of them in the league. Like I heard something about like Indiana because like Victor Oladipo's out this year, oh, so you try to get Mike Conley for next year or. I mean, where are the Pacers Miami, right now? Miami, they're... Pacers are number third. three in the yeah. East. But we'll see how it goes because their best player's out for the year now. Yeah. So we'll oh, see yeah, how yeah. that goes. They've dropped in the power. But, like, Miami, they need a point guard. You know, like, Detroit's always, I think, need a... Like, Reggie Jackson's a good backup. Right. But, like, that's just in the East. I mean, like, in the West, San Antonio, but I don't see them making I think, some kind of move honestly, like that. Honestly, and I'm not doing this as a homer, but I mean, Portland has Seth as their backup. You get you get Mike Conley in there at backup. Yeah, I think that makes that a very dangerous team. If I decide not to pick up my roommate, it's too old for him to walk back. Okay. okay um. Last thing. Wait. Could pause, you imagine that? Just imagine like Utah. 
Like, I know there's Ricky Rubio, but, like, get Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. I think, I think honestly, Mike Conley's better than Ricky Rubio. But, yeah, I, I do, too. But, I mean, I don't know if it's a package deal. I don't know if they would send both of them to the same team or, like, how that's going to work no, with the Grizzlies. It's interesting to see. I hope I hope the trade deadline's good, because last year was a good trade deadline. Yeah. Everyone went to the Cavs, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but, and like, this year... it didn't work. Yeah, no, it didn't work. But, you know, it's just... We'll just see. We'll just see how it goes. What if Mark and Paul reunite? And, oh man, the Spurs. And this with the Spurs. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge and <laughs> they Marcus become Song. once again the oldest team in the NBA. <laughs> uh, they've probably been the. Uh, they still, they're they're a little. Yeah, they got a still, little younger, but not, not much. much. Isn't Rudy Gay on their team now? Yeah, he's been there for a while. Yeah, they're Made old. His first playoff last year. But uh, yeah, I believe that is all for this week's episode of sort of stupid podcast. Kind of a slow week, yeah, yeah, not a whole lot to talk um, about. Next week to, will be interesting for the Super Bowl. Special thanks to Emily for doing Emma. our intro. And Emma. Emma. Oof! I thought she said Emily. I don't know. Emma. Thank you. Yeah, leaving it in. And uh, <laughs> see you guys next week. Woo! We out. Yeet! Ooh. Ooh. All right, let's go. Oh my gosh, Blaine.